And good Thursday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. What is that sound? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm Wayne Kaiser, and alongside Coach Tony Iruli and Chris Hips, as we're trying to grind it out here on a Thursday edition. Do you guys hear it? Do you hear it? Yeah, it's some sort of a buzz going on or something. Well, it's just a buzz going around this show, <laughs> I think is what it is. What was that? Did Chris, did you just turn your mic on? No. Did it's, you just turn it off? Something happened. No, it's been on. I think it was you. No. Is your phone vibrating? No, it's not my did phone. Did you have it next to it? Either way, it's still Chris's <laughs> fault. Chris's right, fault. It's always hippies' there fault. You go. Always hippies' fault. But guys, welcome in. It's always fun. Pick day Thursday. Uh, as as we're gonna pick these games today, and then we're gonna air this. If you're listening on Friday, all these games are still not being played yet. So you're gonna you're gonna get to hear it again. But uh, guys, excited to be in here. Yesterday was my first show of the week. This week's been crazy. What have you been doing? Working. 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 The real grind has yeah, been, been hitting say. me. But, uh, yeah, pretty rough week, but one more day. Friday's upon us uh, here tomorrow. Excited about that. Thursday's complete in the daily grind. This is the fun stuff. Uh, but we got a pretty decent docket of games to talk about. In in a time where the last couple weeks postponement, um, TSSAA decisions, a lot of different things have dictated how games are played and what's going on. But uh, every day is games. a new day, whether it's <laughs> it's in high school or college or in the NFL. I mean, you just you just don't know. I mean, uh, you just can't plan right. three or four days ahead of, th- of time. I literally today this is this is totally you know off the cuff. But at, at my at my day job, uh, we had a machine that was broken, uh-huh. and I literally had somebody go, "Well, COVID." Yeah, and I'm like. I, I mean, there's a lot of things that that impacts, yeah. but this breakdown, well, I, I don't know about that. But a doubt, blame it on COVID. Absolutely. I mean, I'm down. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, but but anyway, guys, how you been, Coach? Uh, you you sporting the new swag. Every time yeah. he comes in, he's got new hat the last time he was in. That's now right. he's got a new top. Yeah, That's new, like the new thing. New Carson Newman. We're right on top of things with all of our, the, the, our coaching the, gear and stuff. And that, uh, the, the new short sleeve quarter zip. That's like I, the new thing, yeah, isn't I, it? I like it. I like it. Get, get to see my massive forearms and uh, – <laughs> You know, and it's it. You know, they do a great job of uh, outfitting us up there, at Carson right. Newman, and so it's been it's been interesting the last several weeks up at Carson Newman. How has been? How's it been going? I know you had a fall. You had a fall yeah. camp. Yeah, it's really we had spring ball in the fall. That's yeah. what we did, and uh, we we've uh, just got completed fifteen practices over the past four weeks, and our head coach Mike Clowney's done a great job. Uh, you know, putting everything together because. Like we say, I mean, every day is a new day. Sometimes we're not sure on, uh, you know, how we're going to practice, uh, you know, what's the uh, restrictions, what we can do, what we can't do. But we were able to get through 15 days, and we're right now scheduled to play an abbreviated schedule in the spring where we'll play uh, four. They're going to split the SAC conference into an east-west division. Right. Each team's going to have five. Uh, each division is going to have five teams. We're going to play four games. Uh, against each other, and then a championship game at the at the very end. A little round robin action, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's and you 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 want to do it because you got seniors uh-huh. that are have, have come back for this fall, and you know they're probably going to move on after the spring, and uh, you know there's just a lot of factors going into it. But you still don't know. I mean, that's a, that's the schedule for now, but it can change in any minute. A, any minute. Any minute. And Chris, Chris, how you been doing, man? I know uh, last Friday night we uh, we got to see those Rebels take care of Bradley Central, and uh, this week we're gearing up for a matchup with Dobbins Bennett. It wasn't really clear until Monday afternoon, really, who we were going to see the next week. But uh, you been okay? How how you been doing? 
I'm doing good, Wayne. Yeah, I mean, rocking that Titans gear, I see. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know how many times I probably bothered you last week trying to figure out about that Dobbins Bennett matchup. I mean, uh, I feel bad because we, we said on radio, right? We were like, looks like Dobbins Bennett is the winner, and then came back that now it's up in the air because McMahon and them could play over the weekend, and then back to Monday when we finally found out Dobbins Bennett was the one that would be coming to Maryville to play. Yeah, I'd like to think that we were ahead of the curve and we knew what yeah. was going to happen, but but really it was because it was a and nobody knew what was going no. on, honestly. And it, and it draws to question, you know, I talked with Troy Provo Heron yeah. yesterday, uh, talked with him a little bit about what does this look like for the future? Because I mean, that's an that's a caveat. That's a that's a health department made a call, and here we go. Is that going to happen around the state now? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a little bit of a spike, obviously, uh, going on in Tennessee right now, so. I mean, so what what happens you know when it comes into the uh, the semifinals going to state when t- one team comes you know comes down with it I mean you, you know you, oh they're going to give like that TWSWA yeah. said if if your team legitimately can't go I mean it's a forfeit it's a forfeit yeah. going on I mean just it's it's heartbreaking for that's the that's where Science Hill I mean Science Hill already has faced that yeah you know, they lost that game but uh, you know uh, I think it's unfortunate there there's all kinds of scenarios going around that but Friday night will come again it, it's here tomorrow night. And uh, there's a lot of good games on the docket. You know, we're we're heading into quarterfinal action. Yeah, well, the competition's now really picking up. You know, to be honest with you, a lot of these uh, number one or number two seeds teams, they've just kind of <coughs> go, go through the there, yeah. yeah, you know, first round or two, maybe not that tough a competition, but now it really uh, picks up pretty hard. Uh, you know, quality teams playing yeah. against each other. You know, Maryville's got Dobbins, Bennett, Gatlinburg, mm-hmm. uh, Pickens traveling to. Alcoa, uh, and so you know it's just gonna be good games, and there's you know there's probably about five or six really good ball games here in the Knoxville area. Yeah, two one seeds is is what Dobbins Bennett Maryville that that includes. I mean that that yeah. so that's big money right there, and uh, well big big, bu- big money right <laughs> yeah. there. That's well, I mean it is. I mean you're getting to the semifinal round. You know Maryville, uh, regardless of of, yeah. of the outcome tomorrow night, this is their final uh, home game uh, sure. as they'll be hosting Dobbins Bennett. But the next round, the the I don't know what you call it, the West, you know, kind of the mid-state has got the, the – they, they got the home field. They've got the home field yeah. there in the semis. And, uh, you know, not to look too far ahead because the game's on the pick sheet. But, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a square up with Oakland. The last seven times this, these teams have met, home teams win. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I so think it's – It's, uh, it's, it's re- honestly a very big deal. Well, and Rebels are trying to spin that curve a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think uh, try to break a little streak there. Uh, but you got to get through tomorrow night. And uh, talking with Coach Hunt last night – uh, you know, kind of getting the coaches show together. Yeah. Uh, he didn't want to hear anything about Oakland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's I mean, uh, he's interested in Dobbins Bennett. Coaches are, are you know they don't think anything. You know, a week from now, you know Dobbins Bennett. They you know even though they've played each other earlier in the year, uh, you know Maryville's going to be taking them. Uh, you know, this is the game and uh, their preparation, and they really didn't know who they were playing until Tuesday because yeah. uh, it was Monday. They were still unknown. Yeah, Coach said on Saturday they traded film with two different schools. I mean, they yeah. literally got – because they had to get prepared for something. So they were he, – he talked about it. And, and, again, you can catch the coaches' show here. If you're listening on Thursday, you can listen on Friday night. It'll air at 6 p.m. But if it's if you're Friday night, you're listening right now, uh, stay tuned because at 6 p.m. this thing's going to go Coach Derek Hunt show 6 to 6.30. So, uh, again, but he talked about how he had to kind of go vanilla – uh, those first couple, you know, Sunday, Monday, yeah. because he really didn't know, and and then he had the hardcore game plan uh, to get to today. So he's got some stuff he was wanting to do today, but but a lot to go into that. 
Uh, but but let's go ahead and get kicked off with the prep picks. Uh, one that I don't know. I don't know if it's where I grew up. I don't know if it's my. Uh, I I don't know. I don't want to say. There, it's not a hatred. It's really yeah. not a hatred. Yeah. Uh, but Greenville Elizabethan. That's a hatred. Uh, I mean, that's just like, yeah. Let's just let's just say what it is. Green. I I grew up in Newport, yeah. and so that Green County line, the the Greenville, and then I did radio for Granger, and so Greenville's in Granger's region, yeah. and and really they're they're a they're they're very much in an Alcoa's type setting in in four A in that region. It's literally them and Elizabeth and, and right. the rest of 4A. Right. So, uh, again, uh, Greenville's not what they used to be, uh, what they were with uh, Kane Ballard. Mm-hmm. I thought the way he coached, and, and he was like super quick to 100 wins, and then he's now uh, retired. And really, he's just left coaching because his son's playing for Army right, right now. Right. But, uh, but uh, big matchup, it seems to be a perennial thing, either Greenville uh, Greenville normally get gets that matchup with Anderson County, and then whoever wins that game gets to see Elizabethan. Chris, we we saw firsthand Elizabethan a year ago. Uh, we were on the field as they finished up their 4A state championship. That's a team that that didn't lose a whole lot. Uh, it's a machine. They're 12 and 0. Uh, Greenville's 9 and 3. I just think this is going to be a really good matchup. Greenville's they were not very good at the start of the season. They were 0 and 2. Right. If that tells you how they got. Uh, to their ten and two, or to their nine and three record. I'm sorry, uh, they started zero and two, so they they've been really good, really late. So well, and they got momentum going into the, the last half of the season, which is the, what you want going yeah. going into the fall. But you know, it's going to be a classic matchup. Uh, e Town, uh, I mean, it's you know great tradition over there. You know the uh, the the head coach has done great job over the years. How long has he been there? The head coach now. Uh, I'm not sure. I do know it's Jason Witten's yeah, brother. Yeah, though. Yeah, I think that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and you know what's been great is Jason has always given back mm-hmm. to that community. When I was at um, Maryville College, I used to recruit uh, E Town, Elizabethan, mm-hmm. and and other uh, schools in that area. And you could just kind of see the uh, uh, the give back that he's given back to that community, where it's 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 a place where everyone wants to go to. Oh, and their and, facilities are really nice too. I mean, certain, it's a smaller right. stands, but as right. far as the the what I would call the concourse, if you will, they've got a They've got a fan, uh, like a gear store, yeah, yeah. right on the, one of the end zones. I'm like, that's yeah. big time. And uh, Witten holds a huge uh, uh, summer camp for kids in that area, and he's had former players uh, like Tony Romo one time that came down to the camp. Uh, so it's it's really nice what he's been able to how he's been able to give back to the community. What, what do you think about this one, Hips? I mean, is this uh, is this is this the Cyclones to win, or or did the Green Devils kind of knock off a defending champion? Well, you know, I'm always big on who's got momentum leading into a big game like this, and Greenville definitely has the momentum. But Elizabeth, and I mean, they're just playing incredible ball. Like you said, they return, I think they said, 9 out of 11 starters on the offense and 10 out of 11 on the defense. Um, that continuity, I mean, is big. We saw that with Maryville last year with all the seniors, you know, that continuity of uh, growing together and playing together is something big. And, you know, being in – uh, the state playoff, the state championship, the last two years. I'm gonna stick with Elizabeth and in that matchup. Yeah, I gotta go with Cyclones. I, I just feel like the house that Witten built is uh, is is a place that it, they play very well, sure. and, and I think they're they're a really good machine. I mean, they don't they they're I don't want to say they're like Maryville, but they have a lot of those traits. They don't beat themselves. They're fundamentally sound. They know what their identity is. They don't get outside of what they do sure. very much. 
but they do that very well. Right. It's a, to me, I always thought it's sort of like a small version of Maribel. I mean, they may not have the most talented kids out there, but they play so well in the community. You know, you know, from the uh, Pee Wee football to the to the uh, youth football leagues, all the way up to the high school, they're all on the same page, and that makes a big difference for programs like that. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that that uh, that fundamental base that that really starts in little league. I think that that's what makes Alcoa great, what makes Maryville great, and then Elizabethans had their run here the last few years. Sure. That's made them great. Uh, so I guess a clean sweep of Elizabethan, not a shocker there. Uh, again, the Cyclones, like I said, we they brought, and again, Cookville will be different this year, but should they get to Cookville, yeah. they filled up the, the visiting stand. I mean, it was oh, yeah. all orange. I yeah. was like, yeah. it was crazy. They, they got everyone there, everyone there. It, I think there was, what, Chris, an hour between games last yeah. year? And it took like 45 minutes just for them to get out. And I thought it was really cool, um, not just that, but even Maryville, you know, they had a large crowd, but a lot of Elizabethan fans stayed late to watch that Maryville matchup at, what, 8 o'clock start time. And, I mean, it was just crazy to see East Tennessee teams staying oh, yeah. together, you know, and the fans, you know, pulling for each East well, good, Tennessee team. Good thing was Maryville got the clock running in the second half, yeah. so <laughs> it kept <laughs> things moving a little bit. But uh, next game on the docket, probably another uh, another pretty straightforward pick. Gallenberg Pittman ten and two heads to Alcoa eleven and one again lone loss coming to the Red Rebels. Gallenberg Pittman already have, has seen Alcoa once this year and was upended pretty pretty heavily by Alcoa. Uh, again, guys, this is this is the machine that is Alcoa. Yep. It, they're in three A competition now, which I feel like they play. The, you, you ever heard a basketball reference play above the rim? Yeah, they may be playing above the gym. <laughs> so they're they're Their just a, they're another level. They're just playing so well and all that, and you know, Derek, defensively, yeah, Lord. yeah, yeah. Derek Brang, the head coach over Gatlinburg Pittman, he, you know, he's a former player of mine over at the Maryville College, and they really played a great game uh, beating Pigeon Forge. I mean, came that was both of those games because they played them earlier in the season to a three-point victory, and then this one was just really tight. Yeah, too, they, so. yeah, they uh, won it in the last thirty seconds of the game. Uh, it's just a great game, but the uh, the uh, consolation is is that now now they got uh, Alcoa. And so, uh, but uh, Alcoa, I mean, they can care less who they're playing against. They're going to come out all, you know, really fired up and ready to go. Coach Nix does a great job on defense. I mean, he, you know, if a, if a team rushes for a yard, he takes it real personal. <laughs> right. <laughs> as, as we all know. And, well, and, and Greg Carroll, he just got named. Uh, this will be his first time, well, not his first time, but a first time as a 2020 Mr. Football finalist. Last year he was a finalist as well, but uh, this will be his first as that tag on him, and I think he'll have a big game. I, I sure. think he, uh, uh, I think, and uh, in, in the Alcoa community, and even even me, I thought he'd well deserved the Mr. Football a year ago. So I hope Gray takes that opportunity and makes something of it here the next couple of weeks because uh, great player. Uh, going to play football at the next level yeah. and uh, has been a big part of that Alcoa defense. Yeah, and, and they play with a lot of pride. I mean, every, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I know that Coach Nix was upset when uh, the, the team they played last week, they, I think they scored against their third-team defense, and uh, he took it very personal. Well, I mean, I'll tell I mean, you, I mean, it I mean, was every a, single snap is important. What was it? What, what was it? It, it took – there was a, a stupid number of quarters in region play before they've given up a touchdown. It was, it was insane. It just happened earlier in the season. It was one touchdown. Yeah, it's it maybe the only thing that's been given up in region play all year. I think they said what? What did he say? Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight quarters. Sixty-eight quarters of a region play <laughs> touchdown. That's ridiculous. Gosh, ridiculous. You, you just don't see things like that. 
But uh, Chris, I mean, are you are you shocking the world here? Do you got you got the Highlanders? Uh, what color is the Highlanders? <laughs> They're yellow and blue. Yeah, it's not red and black. Uh, well, the time they well here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. The they start yellow and blue, but I think time Alcoa is done with them, they may be yeah. black and black. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so too. But uh, you I know. mean, they played on a neutral field and got walloped forty three to nothing. Uh, I've said it multiple times. I don't think any team that's not red and black is going to have a chance against Alcoa. So give me the tornadoes. Tornadoes, the clean sweep. So we went cyclones and tornadoes. Did not know this was a weather show, but uh, nonetheless, <laughs> we have uh, natural disasters all over the place. The next one is South Doyle, 9-3, and three, heading to Knox Central, 10-2. and two. Knox Central, again, a two-time defending state champion, new head football coach, but same basic uh, staff. Uh, South Doyle, Clark Duncan, and, and the crew, they play a tough, hard-nosed brand of football. I think this is going to be a great game. It will. Nick Craney, who's the head coach, yeah. uh, played at Carson Newman and uh, graduated from Greenville, and I recruited him out of, out of high school. He ended up going, so you didn't hold that against him. Didn't hold against him. Good luck. <laughs> I tell you what, when, when Nick was a young graduate assistant, I really thought that he was one of the best young coaches I've ever been around. And uh, so I'm just really happy that he's over there. Another former player of mine, Ryan Roach, is their wide receiver coach. They, they, they play great football over there, and uh, that's what I'm pulling for. Let's start with Chris. Chris, uh, you, you've got the luxury of hearing just being able to be the, the – the, you, you don't have to take out on a limb and get a pick. Who, who you got in this one? I'm going to let you pick first, even though you can see my pick sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm leaning toward Knox Central. I mean, they have beat South Doyle earlier in, the, I think, week 11, 27-19 on a rivalry Thursday game. And, I mean, they just beat a really good Halls team, 28-14, last week. So I'm going to stick with Central, and I'm going to stick with the uh, been there, done that. You, you know, i gotta, I got to stick with Central as well. Just And, and the reason I say that is history shows. Uh, you've been there, you've done that, yeah. uh, you know what's going on. The, the moment doesn't get big at quarterfinal level because the lights get brighter sure. as you get closer to Cookville. And, and you know, uh, tonight's an opportunity to be able to play on, on Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving, and that's a thing. I mean, it's history and it's tradition at Maryville. But places like this, that's a moment. Like sure. that's that's delivery of the the prize, if you will. So to be the option to to be one of the four best in your division. So uh, I think Knox Central just has the horses. I think they've got the power, and I think South Doyle just literally they're going to push this thing. This sure. will be a second half decision. Right. This will not be decided by halftime. But I think uh, just when the plays need to be made, I, I go for Central. I really believe that. Yeah, I agree with you as well. Same time though, Clark Duncan, he, he's he's really in it. Wonderful coach. You think he could play football right now? Yeah, like, he is I, so I mean, physically fit. He, yeah, I mean, I look at him, and he's, he, he scares me. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's I totally a, he's a former Vol. Yes, he former. is. Yes, he is. But, uh, man, we got we got to break this stuff up. We've went three straight home teams. We've we've all three picked them. Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, Oak Ridge, 9-3. and three. This might be where Coach I really flips the switch right here. 9-3 and three, Oak Ridge heads to 12-1. and one. Knox West, Lamar Brown led Knox West Rebels. So Chris may may want to pick them. They're the Rebels. There you go, Chris. Not so fast, <laughs> Not so fast my friend. Uh, what, what do you think, Tony? I'm, I I'm, just, going, I'm going with Oak Ridge. Going with the I'm, Wildcats. Yes, uh, on the road. Uh, they always play tough uh, in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I don't think they're. You know, they've played Knox West every single year. Not intimidated by them. Yeah, you know, and I think they're a strong enough team to to get a win on the road. Chris, 
I'm pretty sure I said it last week on the radio that Oak Ridge, my boy TJ out there and Miss Bell's grandson, said Oak Ridge was ready for Ray County and they were going to try to shut Ray County out when they ended up winning that game 23 the zip over Ray County. And we thought Ray County was a really good team. Mm -hmm. I'm one of them guys, I'm a believer in, you know, who's got the momentum. You know, Red Bank's been playing great, but Oak Ridge has just been on a different level here in the last five weeks. I'm going to stick with Oak Ridge. I'm going to go with the upset. All right, what are you going to do now? I'm going west. I'm going to roll with the Rebels. And the reason I say that, they played earlier in the year. West wins 22-7. to The lone loss by Knox West is kind of an asterisk, I believe, to Knox Catholic. Knox Catholic has not been the greatest of teams. Now, granted, probably played one of the tougher schedules. Played that team out of Texas that I'm pretty sure – when they they could beat a couple colleges, I had to, <laughs> had Deion Sanders at as the uh, the oh, OC. De- oh, was Deion was he over there? Before yeah, he-, he actually practiced at uh, Farragut. Did he? he? He practiced his team at Farragut, but a Trinity little pub Christian. there. Did, did, it, did he bring the sideshow with him? Well, I think <laughs> I, he brought prime time with yeah, him, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but Christian, not right? yeah, Trinity Christian, and and they had offensive and defensive linemen that yeah. I'm pretty sure some of the people in the stands didn't know what was going on. They just couldn't see in there, but. I just see this. Lamar Brown has been able to take Knox West to a place they hadn't been. I know I know he, I think two years ago, got them to their first 5-0 start. Last year, I think they got to their first 8-0 start. And now this season, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this may be their first season with 12 wins. Yeah. So I think with that momentum, seen a team before, and, and maybe I, I thought Oak Ridge played a little above the rim last week. I don't know that they haven't peaked a little early. So I'm going to go with Knox West. I'm going to say the Rebels at home move to 13-1, and one, have an opportunity to get to Cookville if they could play and win next week. So I'm going to go with Knox West. Boo. Boo. I was Boo. waiting on it. Boo. Boo. Well, um, at least we're not do- – uh, not everyone's <coughs> picking the same team. I now. broke it up. Broke, I broke this but, trend. Please stick your neck out. A Loudon 10-2, and two, the Redskins head to Red Bank 9-2. and two. So is it Redskins – or Red Bank. Let's start with Tony. Well, I tell you, I've always been a big believer in Jeff Herrick. I mean, uh, he, he, this is the second time that he's been the head coach at uh, Loudon. Had a, had a uh, uh, you know, first time out. I mean, had great success. And I think everyone in that community just kind of got, you know, just got too comfortable and felt like, you know, they needed to be better and all that. And so he kind of left it and he went to uh, Knox West. And it, you know, it just wasn't a great fit for him over there. Came back to Loudon while he was gone. Loudon really struggled. Ever since he's come back, Loudon's kind of gotten back to where they they usually are. He, they're always very well coached. They're always very well prepared. And uh, I'm going with Loudon. What do you got, Chris? And and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. You know, people are talking like, well, Loudon, Loudon's ten and two. Their last two losses, one was a COVID loss, and one was a loss to. Red Bank, 13 to nothing to finish the regular season. Yeah, that's actually what I was just looking at. However, they said Loudon, uh, was it Loudon's starting quarterback actually went down in that game as the one right before Halloween. They said, uh, you know, they brought in a backup and it was more just a run fest for Loudon. You know, that I think the quarterback being back in will make a difference and I'm actually going to go with Loudon in this matchup. Man, see, we're back on the same track. I'm going with Loudon, too. And here's the reason why. You look at the first eight games of the regular season, 28 is the least they had scored. 
The most they had scored was 55. I mean, literally, that's the gamut they were putting out offensively. And the most that they had allowed was one time 21 points against Signal Mountain. In the playoffs, they've reverted to uh, to preseason form. 42-7 to York Institute win and 41-16 to Upperman. And Upperman a year ago was a team some would say could have competed with Alcoa. So we'll see. I, I don't. That did not materialize, but nonetheless, uh, I think knocking off Upperman is a is a is a nice win for Loudon. So Red Bank, they've seen Red Bank before. I think Loudon coming off of a COVID loss, quarterback goes down. There's too many asterisks in that one for me to think Red Bank gets uh, lightning strikes twice. I go with Loudon. Give me the skins uh, to get this one done, and then the game that I think everybody. It's it's hard to pick against Dobbins Bennett, and again Dobbins Bennett ten and two mm-hmm. travels to Skeeter Shield Stadium to take on the eleven and zero Maryville Red Rebels. Some would say twelve and zero, but according to TWSWA, the Science Hill bye yep. in the in the playoffs is not considered a win, so it will be eleven and zero. Eleven zero. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, obviously I'm going with Maryville. I mean, I I've recruited uh, up at Dobbins Bennett for years. I mean, they got great facilities. They got a great program up there. Got a great band. Band, everything. (laughs) I've got former players coaching up there. Uh, But the thing about Dobbins Bennett, they always have a great record because they're the dominant team in that Tri-City area. But whenever they start coming down to the Knoxville area to start playing into the playoffs, you know, they they usually don't have very much success. So, you know, I kind of feel like it's going to be the same thing again this time. So I'm heavy on Maryville. Chris, do we do we even have to like validate our picks? No, I mean I'm, I'm just <laughs> looking right. at I'm looking at it, you know, from the perspective of you know Maribel's just played a game. Dobbins Bennett is coming off a COVID win, and if you look at the previous three games, they beat a a, a Cleveland team 42-35 in a shootout game, which you know Maribel easily handed Cleveland in that game. And their two games prior to that was a beatdown to Alcoa at home and they lost to Science Hill the week before you know coming to Maryville is going to be tough is the home crowd we already know that home crowd is going to be loaded um it's going to be loud in there and you know I, I just don't see Maryville losing at home it's I mean I, I've been here for 10 years and I've, I've only not seen uh, you know one loss I think at home so I'm going to keep my red and black uh, glasses on keep my rebel pride <laughs> I'll tell you rebel radio hasn't seen a home loss they haven't seen a loss yet, so we're not going to start now. No. I'm going with the Rebels. I will say I think this is going to this will not be uh, similar to last year. I think it was a 45 to 10 win by the Rebels. I think 21 of their 22 starters are seniors. That's crazy. That's I, I don't even know how that happens. But uh, I think Dobbins Bennett has some some uh, they have horses to battle with early on. This can be uh, I think it'll be we'll test that bend but don't break Maryville defense, but I think when it comes to it, you watch that Alcoa game on TV, clock management's an issue in the second half with Dobbins Bennett. Uh, they make mistakes. They they don't necessarily have the the everything panned out from a throw game and, and really working that run pass. So the Rebels fundamentally are just they, – they don't allow for much room for mistakes. So I go with the Rebels. And honestly, I think it's tight for a long time, but I think it's a double-digit Rebel win. Yeah, I, I, but that yeah. defense is only the max they've allowed to to date is thirteen. Hey, Wayno, so uh, having my inside sources, you know, oh, oh, defensive yeah. player, you know, 
I love hearing the defensive side. Where you got? They, uh, from what I've been told, the defensive ends, uh, probably Hagen Webb, Lou Birchfield, they're going to want to eat all night long. So, there's one <laughs> thing about Zane Whiteside or Whiteson, the quarterback for uh, Dobbins Bennett. He's a, he's a decent thrower, but you pressure him. He gets very sporadic. That's when mistakes are made, and we know how big game Burks back there loves the ball hawk. Oh man, yeah, and and you know he that's a, that's a player. He he won our Rebel Radio Player of the Game for the second time this season. Uh, had two picks, two touchdowns, mm-hmm. and uh, and frankly, uh, I mean he's ha- he's got nine interceptions on the season. I mean he's he knows where it's coming, and he and he scouts so well. But yet his uh, his burst speed is such. That he doesn't have to be necessarily next to it. He just has to be in the area code, yeah. and he's just fun to watch. Yeah, and like I said, I mean they're so well coached. Oh, I mean, I mean uh, they 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 take care of all the little smallest details, and uh, you know, I, like I said, it's just going to be a, another way of Maryland showing their dominance again. Yep. Well, I, I'm hoping that this Knox West pick takes me takes me home because otherwise you guys tie uh, <laughs> for the week and the win. I, I but, think uh, I think you guys kind of looked at my my uh, picks here and you just kind of copied it. Except for the one. Oh, we couldn't read that, Roddy. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let's take a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we'll slide to college football and pick the games against the spread. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to The Grind. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop 
for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. El Himidor Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Himidor offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Himidor Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Himidor Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Tony Iruli and Chris Hips as we grind it out here on a Thursday edition. Guys, we, we were way too similar in the high school ranks, but I got a feeling. We're going to break it up now. When you put it against the spread, yeah, things change. A whole different deal. Things change. And then, of course, we uh, in, in true grind times fashion, we had an audible pre-show. I mean, that's that's kind of normal, right? Have a printed pick sheet. Everything's good. And then Chris tells me I forgot a game. And it's not <laughs> that I forgot a game. It's like when I'm setting this thing up, I look at top 25 and SEC. Well, the problem is there's just it's all convoluted with postponed and canceled. And Who'd you forget? Uh, LSU, Arkansas. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I mean, any look. other year, though, would you really want to pick that game? Because no. last year, like, LSU would have just but, annihilated. But we were going to go with Florida and Vanderbilt. That would be like, you know, <laughs> But against the choice. spread. No, against the spread, I don't know that it's an easy spread. It was 31 and a half. I, I would I would say that was easy. You start. still take yeah, tra- yeah. the trash can in the I, pits? I think he'd play all four quarters and ten touchdowns if they had let him. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wouldn't be because Vandy stopped uh. him. I'll say that. But uh, let's let's get in with it. Number four, Clemson, 7-1. and one, Lone loss coming to those Irish. Uh, and we gave you a shout-out last week. I don't know if you – did you catch that? Yeah, what'd you say? We we just said we knew you you knew that was gonna happen. Oh yeah, yeah. You knew Notre Dame was gonna get yeah. it done. But we Clemson had, we had God on our side for the entire Touchdown. game. See, sometimes he's there for the first half, gives us a lot of hope, then you know, he's settling some war or something like that. Other things, other going, things on. going on. He can't stay for the entire second half. <laughs> That's but funny. I think he was there for the second half on that one. But number four Clemson and again, seven and one, but the asterisk is no Trevor Lawrence during the Notre Dame game. He's back. He's probably ticked because his perf- perfect season got taken away from him without him at the helm. Yeah. Seven and one, 35 and a half point favorites over the Seminoles of Florida State. Two and six on the season. Talk about a dumpster fire. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a rough spot. Yeah. Florida State's kind of a mess right now. Like I just, yeah. you know, all I heard was Mike Norvell comes from Memphis and things are, everything's right. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe not. Well, personally, and again, this is year one. Yeah, so it's kind of hard. I, to I think he's, there's a lot of players that need to leave that program. Right. I think. I think clean house kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, I, I really think, and he's got he's got to get the support from his uh, athletic director administration. But uh, to me, there you know there, there's there's several guys on that team that needs a needs a clear out, and uh, so he's going to have to kind of suck it up this year and uh, you know get through it. But you know he's an excellent coach. Did a great job at Memphis. Oh yeah. And I always had a great player or relationships with them, but I, I think there's seriously just too many bums at Florida State right now for him to have any type of success. 35 and a half. You taking Clemson? You got uh, Florida State. I'm with Clemson. Going with Clemson. Yeah, I'm going Clemson there. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be tough. What do you think? On the road at, at uh, what, is it Dope Campbell? Is that? Yeah. I yeah, but you got to remember, right now on the road, it, it's what fifteen thousand people. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, not much of a crowd. Yeah. Well, unless you go to A and M, then it's about forty-five thousand. Yeah, but still, that's not a day on. Uh, yeah. uh, it's yeah. not a sold-out situation. You're no, right. No, I mean that to me, that's not, that's not even a, a big factor. Yeah, it's almost neutral site games all the way around. Yeah. 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 What you got, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm agreeing with you that Clemson's probably going to come out uh, very. Fired up for this game, you know. Lawrence is. You could see him on the sideline. He was not too thrilled. Had to sit out and miss the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing Florida State has struggled at this year, it's uh, stopping the run, and you yeah. know, not being right. able to stop the run and have somebody like uh, Etienne coming in. I mean, I could see him having a big, big game against him. Well, and he didn't look very good without Trevor Lawrence at the helm either. So I, I think both of those situations, wanting to prove that Clemson's still a very good program. I go with Clemson, too. I, you know, I know we're going to get some parity here, but I think when you look at Clemson, the way they're built, the the, the recent success that they've had, they're not interested in, in, in leaving any doubt. So I think if points are being – or if points are able to be scored, they will, and I think Clemson routes Florida State. I think Florida State goes to 2-7, and seven, and uh, and honestly, they're just excited about the season being over here in a yeah, couple of I, weeks. I say it's something like a 56-7 game. It could like be that. terrible. Yeah. It could be really unloaded. <laughs> but uh, as we scratch the Florida-Vandy game, here's the, the one we added in. LSU, 
Arkansas, LSU at in Fayetteville, two and a half point favorite. Coach O, actually, I read an article earlier today. There's questions of being on the hot seat. I mean, I mean and again, I guy, think that's clickbait a little bit, but uh, yeah, at the same I mean, rate, that's that's you know that shouldn't even be a discussion. The guy won a, a national championship, and you know it's amazing how. You know how things have changed. Oh, it's a what have you done for me lately? Yeah, yeah. And not even like last year yeah, lately. Like it's still the year that he won it. Like they well, won it in January. It's, yeah. it's more than just football, though. It's uh, all that going on about the uh, allegations against a lot of LSU football players in the last couple of years, including yeah. one of their key uh, defensive backs, Del Pitt, last year. But it's amazing how that doesn't come up yeah. last year. Yeah, and that's what they're. Right. That's yeah. what they're trying to. Yeah. It's amazing yeah. how that kind of works and all that. Yeah. If you win, if you win, if you it's, win it's, it's, the rug is a lot thicker and heavier. It, it keeps more under it. Unless you're OBJ and you just throw the money out in front of cameras and make sure everybody sees it. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, OBJ. I don't know if it's the it's the white tips that he he's dyed the hair or what, but something got in there and yeah. it's just it's just fouled out. But uh, LSU two and a half point favorite. They've not had the year that uh, a national cha- a reigning national champion would have. They graduated. They they a lot of their coaches left. I mean, this is a shell yeah. of the national championship team. But Arkansas playing inspired football at home is a, is I mean, basically with a three point home and home field advantage, and you're a two and a half point dog. They're saying LSU's a touchdown better than Arkansas. Well, I mean. I don't see that. I think Sam Pittman's got Arkansas playing inspired football. Yeah. I like the Razorbacks. I'm going that, that's who I'm going with as well. I just think they're playing, like I said, very inspired. They wanna play. They mm-hmm. want they wanna win. Well I think I, I bet you their practices are oh, yeah. They're, I mean they're right on point on And I bet play. you Pittman is like very much a nobody thinks you can win. Yeah. Go show them you can win yeah, kind of go. Exactly. And that, and that's to me, I, that motivation, it works. It works at all levels. What what you got, Chris? I'm going to go against y'all guys. I'm going to take uh, LSU. LSU. Yeah. I mean, Brennan being out is going to be a tough hit for him, but T.J. Finley looked pretty good, I mean, against the South Carolina team. He struggled against Auburn. But, I mean, he's got so much talent over there. Marshall, at receiver, uh, the running back they have. You know, and they got a lot of their defensive key players back uh, in the last couple weeks. So, I'll take LSU in the spread. LSU and the spread. So we got a little parody here. Next game, Appy State, 6-1. That's me hitting the table making that noise. <laughs> uh, Appy State, 6-1. At Coastal Carolina, the number 15 team in the country, 7-0 and on the season, and they're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the uh, what is it? What's their color? Is it turquoise or, or yeah. what? But they have yeah. turquoise, turquoise turf, teal or something teal, like. Teal, turquoise. Yeah. They have like turquoise turf Chandler's. at Coastal. Yeah, the Ch- Chanticleers. Chanticleers. What's a Chanticleer? It's a chicken. It's a chicken. It well, a rooster. It's a, the only reason I know that is because I went to Cock County High School, and that's the, yeah. the that is the name of our the annual fi- the Fighting Cocks. Yeah, but that's the an, the annual the uh, yearbook is called the Chanticleer. Very good. You may be one of the very few people who actually knew that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Google knows it. <laughs> Google knows it. But uh, but here's the deal. That's a resurgent program. That's a, that's a an athletic department that a couple years ago won the college baseball World Series. Uh, now they're 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 having a really good season in a altered state, right? right? right. But they're 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 nationally ranked. They're doing a lot of cool things. And uh, you know what? I think any other year, Appy State's probably a double digit favorite here. But now they get to host a 
a giant killer. That's what I call yep. Appy State. They're a traditional giant killer. And uh, they've got an opportunity to put their name even more on the map. I think when you're 15th ranked, it's on there. But uh, does Coastal Carolina, are they a, are they a contender or are they a pretender, Coach Iruli? I like them. Uh, I, I, the, the reason being is that it's uh, the, the the Chanticleers. You, this, you like the Chanticleers. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, when you think about it, they're the second best team in uh, in South Carolina, right after Clemson. <laughs> All right, they're the second best team in, in South Carolina. Is that, South. is that a Will Muschamp dig? <laughs> yeah, might have been. Might have been. <laughs> My wife would appreciate it. But go ahead. <laughs> but, uh, but but you like? Do you like Coastal or you like Appy? I think that's a tale of two different football teams, two different yeah. scenarios. But really. It, that makes it a hard pick. Yeah, I, I like Coastal. You know, the, first of all, Appy's not going to sneak up on Coastal. All right, I mean they, they play each other every year. They they know how uh, Appy really looks forward to those these type of games. Coastal is going to be playing hard and tough. Yeah, I'm going to go with Coastal. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a five point game. Uh, you got Coastal covering, or are you going to go with Appy? I'm going to go with Coastal. I hear you. Me too. I went with Coastal. If you ever, if you haven't Googled it or haven't seen it on YouTube, YouTube Coastal Carolina need more dogs. Like it's a coach that used to be there. I'll show it to you, break. But uh, <laughs> it's a coach that used to be there. It's an interesting story about how uh, how people should be tougher and how a broken screen door allowed Coastal Carolina, a former Coastal Carolina coach, uh, to detail that in a press conference it's a, it's worth a it's watch worth a but watch. uh what about it chris what you got well i mean appalachian state's not playing michigan this week so i'm gonna take coastal carolina and a uh, good story grayson mccall the quarterback is uh <laughs> i'd probably used to be roommates Abby. with my mom's good friend uh chris jones that played down there as the left tackle for really for coastal carolina so i'm gonna pull for grayson this week and hopefully they'll continue to try and go to eight no I'll be honest, if Appy was playing Michigan, I'd probably pick Appy. So <laughs> that's just where I'm at with them. But yeah, uh, yeah. Wisconsin, let's let's kind of mow through these because we need to get one more break and then we got to get to the rest of these games. Uh, Wisconsin, number 10 team in the country, seven and a half point favorite over number 19, 4 0 undefeated, Northwestern. Uh, Wisconsin is a little bit of a, they've got a caveat that they were explosive in week one and then had a little bit of COVID battle that they had to get out of. They're 2-0, undefeated, a little bit behind in the schedule, uh, but 7.5-point favorite at Northwestern. Is there any reason to go against Paul Christ and the Badgers? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> just, you're thinking about I'm it. I'm really thinking about it like that. I mean, the, the thing, I, how I, I like Wisconsin because they are always play tough and they play physical. Northwestern, I mean, they're, they're, they're at home. Uh, but I like I like the physicality of uh, Wisconsin, so I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Wisconsin, so, Wisconsin, I'm going with Wisconsin. What do you think, Chris? There's one thing I've learned about Wisconsin over the last couple of years is they always seem to get ranked, and then they always seem to lose to a team they're not supposed to lose to. Is it Northwestern? I love the way Northwestern's playing. That defense is just playing out of the park right now you know they're playing uh giving up only 260 yards of total offense uh they keep the ball close they play ball control i'm gonna take northwestern in the spread northwestern and the spread I, i'm going with wisconsin i i, I think paul chris the the alumni link there makes him really just just kind of cherish every time they get to see the field uh i think you're you're looking at the brett bielema 
time of uh, of Wisconsin football. But uh, let's uh, let's pick this next game. Take a break. I think we can do this one. Uh, I think. Does anybody go fast? Does anybody not have Alabama? No. Raise your hand. <laughs> the second uh, best quarterback in the country. I, I think yeah. even with a thirty point line, I, I think I think Mac Jones. They're going to work to get him some some play. And honestly. I don't know how how you guys feel about this. I think Steve Sarkeesian is trying to make it look put his name in the hat for some of these jobs. I think he's ready to get back in a head coaching job. Well, uh, you know, being at Alabama, that's that's a place for a lot of head coaches. That after they lose their job, they go. Well, they there. call that coach. It was like coaching rehab, Saban's rehab facility. <laughs> yeah, rehab. It's a carousel. You know I think I'm going to go with uh, Kentucky. Going with Kentucky, oh, yeah. just because Alabama I, I, will win. But, I think Alabama will win. You know, by 28 points. I don't, I don't think uh, they'll cover. You're going with Bama, Chris? Yeah, I'm taking Bama. I'll roll with Bama. I mean, someone's got to go against. I mean, I, mean, I just I mean, appreciate I mean, the parody, be honest yeah, with you. I, mean, yeah. I feel like great minds think alike, though. We can use that, right? <laughs> At times. Sure, <laughs> At sure. Times. But let's take our last break of the day, listen to these quick sponsors, and then when we come back, we've got about five more college games before we wrap it up. We'll be back in just a second. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot, and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610, and let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. 
Com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Tony Iruli and Mr. Chris Hips as we uh, grind it out here on a Thursday edition. If you're listening on Friday, picks are still picks. So uh, we'll continue to do that. But, guys, that thing's humming again. I think it's, it's this, I think it's this uh, microphone when I sit on the table. It's registering all the electronics. That's – Whoa. Chris, the uh, troubleshooter <laughs> over here to my job. right. But uh, let's pick these games. The we, We've got five games left. One of those – actually, yeah, one, two, three. Yeah, five games left. One of those being Tennessee-Auburn. I want to save some time for that one. So let's kind of – unless it's just like a game-changing decision, uh, let's just quick pick these four and then we'll get uh, to the Tennessee game. Oklahoma State, 5-1, and one, number 14 team in the country, heads – to Norman, Oklahoma, to take on 5-2 and two, Oklahoma, number 18 team in the country, and the Sooners are a seven-point favorite in the game they call Bedlam. Who you got, Coach? Okie State. Okie State. What Oki you got, State. Chris? Two words, Chubba Hubba. Chubba Hubba. So, Okie State. Okie State. There Sweep here of Okie State. That yeah, shocked me. I like me. it. I like that it. That shocked me. Oh, uh, going with the mullet? You know, I, I just figured I'd go with the mullet, but – uh, number 21, Liberty, Hugh Freeze and the 8-0 Flames of Liberty uh, heads to North Carolina State to take on the 5-3 Wolfpack. North Carolina State with three losses favored by three and a half. Mr. Hips. Oh, give me the Wolfpack. Like NWO Wolfpack? No, no. Just <laughs> the NC State Wolfpack. What do you got? I still believe in Liberty. I like, went with the Flames. Yeah. I, I, you know, they got – Someone on their side, so I like them right now. I think Liberty burns them down. 8-0 turns 9-0. Give me Liberty. Uh, Number 20, USC, 2-0 on the season, a three-point favorite as Utah not only opens their homestands but opens their season. They've got a lot of time in practicing for getting ready for USC. We will see. Coach, who you got? I I got Utah. Utah. Who you got, Chris? The Trojans. Going with the Trojans. I think, yeah, this this is Clay Helton's opportunity. I have to keep keep one more year yep. there there in L.A. I, I go with USC. Give me the Trojans. Mississippi State two and four head to Georgia. Got to go to Athens to take on the number thirteen Georgia Bulldogs. Four and two on the season, coming off a loss in the the largest cocktail party in the South. They're a twenty five point favorite. Chris, who you got? The Bulldogs. Dogs. We got same Coach? thing. Dogs, dogs again. Yeah, I think it's dogs too. I think they're angry, and and there's something to be said coming off of a loss. Uh, that's why you know Kirby, with all the hoopla that is, I think he's got some quarterback play problems. Uh, I can identify it because I've seen it a lot yeah. in 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 Neyland. But uh, I think Mississippi uh, State hasn't really, except for the first game against LSU, really offensively has not done hardly anything. 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 Zero. Nada. Nothing. Nothing. So either the Pirates going to shock the world, or Georgia is going to steamroll. Mississippi State but uh, we moved quick to get to Tennessee Auburn uh, again this is a uh, an interesting dynamic for the Vols they they come off of a basically a second bye week as A&M couldn't play so they get the, the time off 
We talked yesterday. Jeremy Pruitt still to today is unwilling to name a starting quarterback. I think that's a dynamic to watch there going into the weekend. Auburn, Bo Nix, the, uh, they're, they're a little helter-skelter this year. You know, they've not necessarily been wide open the way Auburn can be, but they're not a bad football team. It's on the plains. Auburn's an 11, uh, well, 10-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Coach, what, what I mean, give us some hope for the Vols, or is this uh, oh. is it uh, War Eagle? Well, I, I hate to say it, you know, it's, I think it's Auburn. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I've always pulled for uh, Tennessee. It just, it just seems like to me it's kind of a mess right there, especially on the off- offensive side of the ball. You know, you're having sporadic uh, quarterback play. The, to me, the biggest disappointment has been the offensive line, mm. where you know you got a guy that's the center that's been there for six years, a six-year guy in college playing center. <laughs> you had one guy that was All-American, guy another offensive lineman. Transfer from Georgia, I mean, you know, kind of wonder, you know, how he feels about that move. You know, so there's like a lot of high expectations for the offensive line. Somebody, so it's just kind of a mess right now. Somebody said they got more stars than a constellation, but all they see is a black hole. Is that yeah, is that pretty, uh, pretty close? And the, and the thing is, uh, you know, uh, when, whatever move they've done at the quarterback position, I mean, it, it, there's just been no production. Right. Well, and know? and and to. Uh, again, uh, orange color glasses to battle yeah. the Harrison Bailey and, and Brian Maurer cards. Which again, Brian Maurer, he hasn't seen a place he won't throw it. But Harrison Bailey, he came in, he's he's thrown the ball one time. Yeah. He's been handing off, handing off, handing off. So I think the reins got to be loosened up if you go Harrison Bailey. But I, my gut tells me JG's got to start Saturday because if if you want, if you were going to start Harrison Bailey, you say that because that gets the fan base a little hyped right. up, a little prepped. Um, but to me, him not saying it. Tells me more JG than it does Harrison. Bates. Yeah, and, and at some point in time, he's got to make the decision. You know, who's going to be our quarterback for the future? Absolutely. And so this may be uh, Gortamo's uh, last last shot. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, to finish out the season. So you know how many times we've said that. I coach? know. I know. <laughs> like this is it. Like if he doesn't do it this time, we're cutting. Yeah, it. I know. I know. And I keep saying the same thing too. But you know, it's She's it comes to a point it. where you've got. to Make a decision for the future, Chris. You 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 think uh, Tennessee cuts bait and and gets something done on the plains, or you got you got uh, you got the Tigers? No, nah, I'm agreeing with Coach here. I mean, you got an offensive line that's just been sporadic with four or five stars. I mean, you you'd think they would have better continuity by now. The receiving crew is just you know minus what Palmer is all young. Uh, they're very. Uh, I don't want to say they make mistakes, but they run the wrong routes, or JG's just way off with them. I mean, hard to say. Right? You can tell right now that there's, you know, there's no connectiveness right now with the receivers and JG. And like you said, uh, Pruitt just keeps using the same, harping the same thing. He's the best thing we got right now. So until he gives uh, Bailey a, sh- a chance, I mean, I guess we're going to just see what JG can do the rest of the time. I've got to go with Auburn, too. Breaks my heart, but it's kind of reverse psychology. If I pick against them, maybe they win. <laughs> but, I'm, I, you know, I, I feel like if, if JG's the starter, then Tennessee's not going to win. But, guys, thanks for coming in. Thanks for picking. But we're going to be on our way out of here. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on. <laughs>